It's time for Nicole Sandler's What's News from NicoleSandler.com and the Progressive Voices Network. The Biden administration is considering resuming detentions of migrant families who cross the border illegally, hoping to gain asylum here. The New York Times is reporting that President Biden halted the policy as he sought more humane alternatives to the Trump era policy. Instead of detaining families, they'd been releasing them provisionally and keeping track of them with ankle bracelets and traceable cell phones. But the number of migrants fleeing violence and financial crises in other countries continues rising, intensifying pressure on Biden to clamp down on the southern border. And now officials are bracing for a potential new wave when Title 42, the COVID prevention policy of sending back asylum seekers, ends on May 11th. Either way, that's not a good situation. Meanwhile, railroad giant Norfolk Southern on Monday announced that it will increase the use of sensors along railroad tracks to detect overheated bearings and other potentially dangerous problems following a lot of derailments, most notably the one that released toxic chemicals in Ohio near the Pennsylvania border last month. The rail operator said it anticipates adding approximately 200 of these hot bearing detectors to its network, with the first one installed on the western approach to East Palestine, the Ohio town where that fiery accident occurred. The Biden administration and Congress are exploring other proposals to increase rail safety. Investigators said the crew on the train got a warning from a hot bearing detector shortly before the derailment, but didn't have time to react. Well, that's interesting because other reports I've read said that workers were told to ignore such warnings. I guess that's what we'll find out when the lawsuits begin going to court. So you think the American right wing is headed for fascism? And it is. But have you seen what's going on in Israel? Benjamin Netanyahu has been back in power as prime minister for just a few months, but already things are getting really ugly over there. Hundreds of Israeli soldiers in the military reserves, including elite fighter pilots, have signed letters expressing their reluctance to perform non-essential duties or have dropped out of training missions in a sign of escalating opposition to Netanyahu's judicial reform plans. Yes, Netanyahu's new hardline conservative government has proposed controversial measures that include sharply limiting the Israeli Supreme Court's authority to overturn laws. Critics say that the judicial overhaul the government's pushing through parliament will undermine Israel's democracy. A third of Israelis fear that the crisis could erupt into a civil war. The government has downplayed the reservists' objections and called it whining by privileged elites. Sounds like Netanyahu's getting some advice from his old orange friend in the U.S. Just saying. An update and a correction on the Walgreens story that had me so crazy for the last few days. Walgreens issued a statement last week that said it would not dispense the abortion pill, Mifepristone, in 20 states, including some where abortion remains legal. But on Monday, obviously hearing the criticism, Walgreens rolled it back a little bit. They said they would provide the medication in any jurisdiction where it is legal. Well, that's better, but still not good enough. Enter California Governor Gavin Newsom. He tweeted on Monday that California would not conduct business with, quote, any company that cowers to the extremists and puts women's lives at risk. And that means Walgreens, who has said 
that they wouldn't distribute abortion pills in some Republican-controlled states. Spring is on the way, but it's not happening soon enough for many, especially those out west. Back-to-back winter storms over the past week or two have overwhelmed several mountain communities in California, leaving residents trapped behind giant walls of snow and concerned that they're going to run out of supplies. The Sierra Nevadas could also see up to three more inches of snow on Tuesday alone, following a weekend that brought as much as 38 inches of snow over a 24-hour period to some areas. In fact, in recent days, the snowfall prompted Yosemite National Park to close indefinitely and has buried cars under snow piles that have towered in some places as high as second-story windows. Meanwhile, the Climate Prediction Center is calling for below-average temperatures for much of the rest of the country this week, which could bring snow as far south as the southern Appalachians and into the mid-Atlantic region. This follows tons of amazing photos all over social media of snow in unlikely places, including Tucson, Arizona, and Southern California. But nah, there's no climate change. So Tucker Carlson, who hosts a primetime show on the Fox Not News channel and was given unprecedented access to more than 40,000 hours of Capitol surveillance video from January 6, 2021, access that no one else has, not any actual news organization and not members of Congress, at least no Democrats, have access to. And as expected, Carlson is selectively editing the video to fit his narrative. And he's gaslighting his viewers by claiming there was no insurrection. So as expected, Tucker Carlson aired some new footage on his show Monday from those tapes that show that one insurrectionist, the QAnon shaman, along with images of Capitol Police Officer Brian Sicknick, who died the day after the attack. It was the newly minted speaker, Kevin McCarthy, who gave the carnival barker the footage, despite virtually every other news organization having also requested access to the footage. McCarthy's office said it's still working out the process to make the footage, quote, more widely available. And that was the end of their comment. More widely available. It's not available except to Tucker Carlson and his staff. In what universe does that make sense? Separately, former Vice President Mike Pence has asked a judge to block a subpoena for his testimony related to January 6th, previously arguing it was, quote, unconstitutional and unprecedented. Right. This from the guy who thinks he could get elected president. Okay. So journalists staking out the Manhattan District Attorney's Office in recent days have noticed a flurry of probable witnesses entering the paper claiming this signals the latest sign that the prosecutors are in the final stages of their investigation. Mm -mm. On Monday, the Times noted the arrival of former White House counselor and longtime Donald Trump confidant Hope Hicks, who they identified as at least the seventh witness to meet with prosecutors since the D.A., Alvin Bragg convened a grand jury in January to hear evidence. Kellyanne Conway was there last week testifying before the grand jury, as were two former Trump employees, two former executives from the National Enquirer who helped broker the hush money payments, as well as a lawyer for adult movie actress Stormy Daniels. The Bragg investigation is believed to be centered around Donald Trump's payments to Stormy Daniels and other women. 
to keep them quiet as he ran for president. And that's just a bit of what's news for now. I'm Nicole Sandler. If you appreciate these reports and the Nicole Sandler Show, I hope you'll consider making a contribution. My work is listener-supported, and I need your help. Find out more at NicoleSandler.com, and please click on that donate button. 